Hey, hi, hello, yo, what's up? Okay, so we're back with episode three, part two. Um, I feel like there's just more that I need to talk about that I didn't get to talk about, so this episode's gonna be kind of like a trigger warning episode. I know that I talk, I've had a lot of bad experiences, but um, yeah, this one's probably more graphic than any of the others. So let's get into it. Um, so when I was working um, in Chelsea, I was talking to this guy. He was a big time music producer, apparently. He worked on some of Megan Thee Stallion's stuff, he told me. He went to the Grammys. He had a nice-ass apartment. Um, a little off, but, I mean, what do you expect? Everyone in New York's a little off. Um, and we went on a date. He asked me to come over. I was like, sure. He wanted to cook for me. I was like, period. That's great with me. Let's do it. And I liked the view from his apartment. So I was like, I mean, this can't hurt. So I went over there. I was going to go see the Met um, gala all set up. At the time, I didn't know that they were filming Gossip Girl in there. But they were. Um, Yeah. So cool. I should have gone to the Met instead of this man's house, but you live and you learn. Um, So I went over this man's house, and he cooked me some food that his mother had, like, kind of made. I guess it was, like, leftovers. So I guess, what am I talking about? He didn't even make me food. He just heated me up his mother's leftovers, which were good as fuck. No shade on the grandmother. No, his mother. Not me calling her grandmother. No shade. It was good as fuck food. And he had, like, this big scary dog. He was, like, scary. Oh, God, there's so much I could talk about this man. Um, this, like, he had a, it was one of those, like, bomb-sniffing dogs. Uh, he knew I was the bomb. Um, trigger warning. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um... Trigger warning coming up. So this man, whatever, we had sex that night. It's fine. It was fine. He had a small penis. I mean, I wasn't impressed. It was quick. I mean, yeah, what am I going to do? He Ubered me home, though. Homeboy would Uber me here and back, here and back, here and back, here and back. And I was fine with that. I thought it was very nice. I thought it was very cool. Um, and then the second time we hung out, he asked me to come over, and it was, like, late as fuck, and I was like, I don't really, like, want to, but sure. So he Ubered me over there, whatever, we were gonna go see a movie, and we, he, like, pressured me into having sex with him before the movie, and I was like, fuck my life, whatever, but I did, I didn't want to, but I did, and blah, 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 we went, we saw... Doctor Strange. This man had a, like, monthly movie thing, subscription, to go see movies in the theater. And, oh God, this man had a disability. And so he parked, like, in the disability spot in front of the theater, I remember, in the bus lane it was... It was literally right outside the theater. And then we sat in the disabled section in the movie theater. No shade. I'm just saying, like, people were so mean to him about that because I don't remember what was exactly what his disability was. It wasn't that visible was the thing. So, yeah, that's a fun fact about this man. He was getting through life. Um, but, yeah, we saw this movie, whatever. He was obsessed with his ex-boyfriend. He'd be, like, texting him during the movie, and this man, like, 
finessed like $10,000 from him, which I should have done, which was kind of another reason why I was staying because he had money and he would text this ex who was like depressed as fuck. This ex would like manipulate him and be like, I'm going to do something if you don't send me money. And he would make like fake numbers to call him. I remember, which was such a red flag. He literally <laughs> stalked this poor boy. But the poor boy was making hella bank out of it. So at the end of the day, who really was like winning? Who was losing? I don't know. He was getting stalked, but he was getting money at the same time. Because you'll find out later that this man really was a stalker. So we go back and I'm... I'm no this didn't happen just yet so we take the dog for a walk and whatever we go outside it's by the high line and the neighbor like parked they had their Porsche parked on the street and this man like went over and like looked at the thing and they were getting out of the car they wasn't parked well they were parking now that I'm thinking about it and they were parking, and this man goes over there and starts yelling at them. Yelling at these people. And they obviously had, like, a luxury apartment. And he was screaming at them, saying, like, he searched them on something. And he knew how many tickets they had. Parking tickets that they weren't paying because they were rich or something. And just knew all this information about them. And literally just berated them on the street with his dog in hand and me standing out there in the gayest ass outfit and people walking by were like staring at us I was so scared but it was funny as fuck and he wore like a camera on I now everyone's gonna question what my dating taste is he wore a camera on his chest like a one of those I because his dog apparently attacked someone and they were trying to sue him. And he's got... Oh, and that's what his disability was. He had a... Couldn't... He got hit by a bike. Or a scooter. A scooter person. And that's why. Because I think he had... Like a knee problem or something. That he got disability for. Um, but yeah, he has this camera in case he gets, like, hit by a scooter again, or if someone tries to, like, sue him for his dog. So, this is so exhausting, telling all these stories. So, I, yeah, after he's literally yelling at them, I see he has this fucking camera on, and it's so creepy, and it's like, Why? And he knows a lot about the law. Like, he's one of those annoying New Yorkers that know too much. And, yeah. So, whatever. He Ubered me home that night after everyone saw me hanging out with this crazy individual. And I was like, fuck it, whatever. Ubered me home. And then asked to hang out a third time. And I was like, um... I was hesitant. I really was hesitant. And I was so hungry, though. Living in New York, you just don't have money for food. I'm so sorry, but, like, it's true. And he Ubered me over, sleigh, pussy down boots. Um, I had just cleaned my room. I remember that night I had just put some gems on my teeth. And I put a cute outfit on. And I went over to this man's house. And I knew what was going to happen. No. Now, now I remember what happened. I texted him, and I said, I don't want to have sex tonight. And he said, we don't have to have sex tonight. We can just hang out. And so I got there. And I was like, are we going to bed, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, can I shower before I go to bed? He was like, yeah, that's fine. And then he asked if he could join. And I was like, you know, like, that's fine. It doesn't have to be anything. We were making out in the shower. That's all I was comfortable with doing. And I told him that. Whatever. We got out of the shower. He, like, soaped me up. It was cute. At first. And we're in bed. I'm sitting there. And I realize across the room that 
there's this camera. Like, it's so unnoticeable. It was in the corner of the room. Like, on a lampstand. So, it was disguised. And I was literally like, what? And I was like, maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just being crazy. So, I like, just looked at it for a little more and I was like maybe it is a camera and I was like maybe it's not I'm just being anxious so I like got it out of my mind and we started watching TV and going to bed cause I've slept over a few times no like one time why am I saying a few times I slept over and we we were laying there and this man, like, started touching me. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And I literally told him that. And then I, like, just, like, stopped him. And then he just, like, kept going. And I was too exhausted at this point to just get up and go because my house was so far. And I was like, if I have to leave, I'm going to have to take the train. He's not going to Uber me. I was like, I'm just, no. And I just, like, rolled around. And he, like just kept going and he was like do you want a massage and I was like oh period that sounds so nice right now I'm so like stressed out so yeah so homeboy got like the lotion started like giving me this good rub down and then literally started fingering me and and then I, like, tensed up. Like, my body tensed up. And I literally was like, what are you doing? And then he literally stuck it in me. And I was like, I literally told you I didn't want to have sex. And then he, like, just was, like, really confused, I remember. And I literally rolled around, and I was like, what do you think you're doing? I was like, I told you. I didn't want to come over to do this. And he, like, tried to convince me to be like, yeah, you did. And then I was like, and there's a fucking camera in the corner of your room. And he just froze. And I was like, yeah, mister. And I, like, literally, like, was scared because I don't want his fucking dog to attack me or him to, like, try and shut me up or something stupid. I don't know. I always find myself in bad situations. So, he said, it's not filming, it's not filming. And then I was like, um, okay, fucking, like, show me then. Show me it's not a camera, show me, show me anything. And he fucking turned the camera on, like, on the TV, like, put it on the TV. And it was literally a view, perfectly, of us. And I was like, you're disgusting. And I got up. And I started getting dressed, and I went and I put my shoes on, and I fucking left. He tried to convince me to stay, and I literally left. And as I'm walking home, I get a call from him. I block him. I get a call from a random number. I block that. I get a call from another random number. I block that. I get a call from another random number. I fucking blocked that. And he left me this long-ass voicemail about how I was asking for it and how I wanted it and how... I don't even fucking know. He was saying some crazy shit and being like, I should forgive him, but like it was my fault. So I don't really fucking know. Yeah. So that man, I, he doesn't have my new address. So thank the Jesus Christ. Thank Jesus Christ. Okay. So. Do I want to talk about this story? This story is so dramatic, but, like, yeah, I could talk about it. So, being in New York, obviously, you don't have a disposable income. Like, a lot of New Yorkers, I mean, people find themselves in the best circumstances and have great lives and can travel and can do all that. I didn't. I was really struggling when I first got here. I mean, 
I'm struggling now in this moment, but it's tomorrow's problem. It's later. It's after this episode's problem. Um, it always works out for some reason, but I have had sexual intercourse to help me out financially. Um, it's not something that I'm ashamed of. I mean, it's not something I'm extremely proud of, though. I mean, desperate times call for desperate measures. Um, it does take a toll, I will say. It's very hard to mentally wrap your brain around, um, basically doing what someone else wants for money. I mean, you kind of just, like, lie to yourself and tell yourself it's what you want. Sometimes, even if it's not. I mean, I've been in situations where it's mutual, that I wanted it, but I just got benefits from it. Um, And, yeah, there was a man who texted me one night. And it was late. I had just come back from a night out. And he was cute. And I was intrigued. And he wanted me to join him in another. And offered to help me out a little bit. So I said, yeah. And damn, why is this garbage truck going right now? I'm dead as fuck. As I'm getting, like, emotional. I'm dead as fuck. Al just sent me the funniest text about Gossip Girl. So, on a lighter note, Gossip Girl is so good. But yeah, the garbage truck stopped, so now I can get back into it. This man's cute. I won't lie. The first time I hung out with him and this other guy, it was fun. It was cutesy, cutesy, cutesy. Um, I don't know if I want to release this episode now that I'm getting into this, but... Um... Yeah, I mean, they were two cute guys. It was a nice apartment, a really nice apartment. You could see um, the Brooklyn Bridge from it. Um, Yeah. I did it. I had fun the first time. It was three of us. Um... Gay guys are weirdly into, like, this concept of being used, using other people. Um, just, yeah. I mean, I guess everyone is, but sex is kind of like a power thing, so. I mean, I feel powerful when I fuck someone, so, I mean, I understand that there can be a good way to do it and a bad way to do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the first time is fine. The second time, I'm procrastinating talking about because I've never been so traumatized in my life. It's really been haunting me this last month. Um, I. It was the summer, it was August. I had gotten back from a good vacation. I was enjoying the high of my life. Um, and he texted me again. We were on good terms. Obviously, the first time that he was there, he was on some type of substance to get into that mood. That he was in. Being so like. Willing to hand out money so easily. But. um, Yeah he texted me. And wanted me to come hang out with him. And two other people. And he said. Like just dress cute. Whatever. Come on over. And so I did. And I was. Side note. 
it's funny though. I was in my rain boots and my grandma shirt and it was such a cunt outfit. And yeah, so I showed up, he Ubered me out there. They waited for me. I got there. I knew the street. Um it was cute, see. Um I'm like really procrastinating. I like don't like talking about this and I'm really getting like sad inside about it, but yeah, so I walk in, it's too like annoying like it's an annoying ass gay couple. And I like already could tell I wasn't gonna have fun. And I was like, Ugh God, whatever. And so we get in there and it's so awkward. Everyone's like, hi. And I was like, hi. And Shalom's like, this is Frank. And I was like, hi, everyone. And I started, like, getting undressed. And they were smoking a pipe. And obviously, I didn't want to. I was just watching at first and then Sean came over and tried to blow it in like down my throat and I literally dodged it and I was like what are you doing and he was like what are you like just it's fun like come on come on and I was like no no I literally told you no and yeah so damn I didn't realize how fresh this gap was and I dodged it and then everyone started like I just remember one of them being like well then why are you even here and I was like what do you mean no one told me that I had to do this to be here I was like I was just here for the money obviously and I thought Sean was cute and nice and yeah so then they literally just called me ugly and then said, put your clothes back on and get out. And I was like, I'm dead as fuck. So I started putting my clothes on and Sean was like, why are you being so mean to him? And was like, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm leaving if he's leaving. And then it was like a little bit of hesitation. And then, yeah, we left. They were like, whatever. And he's like, I'm never talking to them again. Like, let's go back to my place. Like, we can have fun, and I was like, okay, and I was like, but I don't want to do that, and he was like, okay, that's fine, that's fine, and he was like, I have some coke, and I was like, okay, because I'm tired now, and we went back to his apartment, we Ubered, the sun was rising at this point, it was like a cute moment, just sitting in the back of the car, with just someone to hold you, you know, it gets so lonely sometimes. And we got back to his apartment. His dog was there. And. Uh, yeah. So I got to the bathroom. I peed. I was there. I was like sobering up at this point. And he was like Frank get out here. And I was like yeah. And he had made these lines on the counter. And. I. I'm too much of a hopeless romantic. So I was told it was coke. Um, and it was not. I did a line. And he said, do another, do another. And obviously coke, I was like, yeah, like, I'll do another. That's fine. So I did another. And then I was laying there on the kitchen floor with them. And I just, rem I felt fine. I didn't really feel like there was a change, which is what traumatized me so much. Because I didn't feel it kick in. But he, like, looked at me and said, you know what that was, right? And I said, what? And he goes, yeah, you know what that was, right? And I was like, yeah, it was Coke. And he was like, no, it wasn't. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, it was 
meth. It was crystal. And I was like, what? My heart literally... I didn't care in the moment. I was feeling it already. And you just get so... So... Just like submissive when you're on it. Which is why... Which is how I understand that he like gave me money so easily when I agreed to things, but I uh, I was very high, and we got to the bedroom, and he wanted to have like some guys over, and just like have me be the bottom for them, and. Yeah, I mean, I agreed to it under the influence of something I was lied to about. And it makes me really scared because I sound so monotoned right now because I'm so upset about it. I really haven't, like, went into depth about it because he was like, go shave. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just went for so long I remember I didn't sleep that night I was up all night because it gives you such a rush and he I said some crazy you say crazy things yo which is also another scary thing about it I asked him to fist me and he went for it he went for it. He barely used any lube, and he put some more... He boofed me. Moral of the story. So, my insides were scratched up because of how sharp the um, substance was. Because he put a fist in me. So, I was in so much pain that week. My whole nose was sore my throat my tongue was burning I remember going I missed work well half of work that day because I I couldn't I didn't want to go in like that I fought that battle though I fought that battle it's like a seven down come it's like a seven day come down. And I remember after I decided I was gonna leave his apartment, he was like, Yo, you should drink some water and he was trying to like explain it to me, but I felt so fine in the moment. And I was in the shower and he took the dog for a walk and I remember just seeing in the reflection, it's so haunting. I saw just, like, my childhood, like, floor, like, the kitchen tiles, and I saw our dog, and, like, me as a kid, and it really gives me anxiety, because I never liked drugs, and for someone to just lie to me like that really... It really was a lot. And I literally went to work that day because I couldn't call off or else I was going to get fired. And I just remember being so fucked up that entire day and licking my lips and having blood all over my face and just being totally, like, anxious and just back and forth and... It was scary. Feels like it was just yesterday. Which I don't like. But. Yeah. And I hadn't spoken to this man. For good reasons since. But. Recently he just. Got out of rehab apparently. And sent me some. 
get some get well money because I couldn't work last month and it really sucked getting that text message and I blocked him I blocked him because you know he was a terrible man from what I knew. I mean, I never knew him before. I always like trying to see the best in someone, though. So, it's a flaw at times. But, yeah. I don't know. It makes it really hard to get out of bed now. I've been so worried the last month that it just, like, ruined my brain. And I know probably not because it's been so long since. But it's just, like, the anxiety is still there. I've never been so anxious. By something that wasn't really my fault. And I know I look back at it and I'm like, you should have known not to do anything. And I can't change it, though. So I have to accept it. And I have to move on. Because I know there's more to life than the badness of it. And yeah, so, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this. It's just, it's made me, like, derealize so much recently. And I just get the anxiety that I'm a bad person sometimes. Because drugs tend to bring out mental illnesses of like bipolar and like schizophrenia and all that craziness of just and it gives me such bad anxiety because whenever I smoked weed I would like de like when I was high like I would have a panic attack and I would derealize and I would have a panic and I would convince myself nothing was real and I it just went away with the high and then the meth thing I feel like it moved into my sober life but that's just anxiety because yeah it's just anxiety but it's so scary to be in that state of mind of just nothing's real because you don't want to process things in your brain. It's just like a thought. It's like a thinking pattern that I can't get out of. Because I'd rather just avoid... Well, I know I wouldn't rather avoid, but my mind just doesn't want to process what happened. But it's temporary, right? The anxiety and the trauma of it all. Gives you such a new perspective on life, though. It makes you think. Like, ever since then, like, I've had the worst anxiety. So I don't, I haven't drank anything. I haven't smelled pot, smelled poppers, you guys. I don't like, like, cigarettes make me nauseous, nicotine, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't smoke weed, it's too much, sober queen out here, thanks Sean, for traumatizing me so much to the point that I've been working out, that I've been eating all these supplements. Come on, eating supplements, taking all these supplements. 
and just trying to relax. Because I've always been so fast-paced, but I always felt fine about it. Until you get punched. Until you get fisted. <laughs> it's not funny. I had it as my lock screen. Because there was videos of it. I had it as my lock screen for so long. And I just realized like I was probably re-traumatizing myself every time I saw it. But I never had like panic attacks. Yeah, so... Yes. So I learned from that too. Love what you love in life. And yeah. Yes. So a next story I'll tell is this married man. I liked this married man a whole lot. He was great. Okay. So, I'm literally going to talk about something on a more happy note after that bomb drop. But, um, so I had this man that I was seeing and he was, um, he was married, right? And we met, I think, on Grinder. I was out. Um, sorry, I'm trying to cook. Oh, oh, oh. I was out um, with, I think, Sylvia and someone else. We were in, like, I forgot where we were. We were, like, below Chelsea. Um, and yeah, so we were out drinking and this man asked me to come over and this is why I like do realize so much because I'm like, my life is, there's no way it's real. So I, he was like, come over, come over. So like, whatever. I was going to go over to this man's house and he Ubered me there and he did I sleep there? I don't know, but I got there. It was just a really nice apartment complex. It was on the street. Same neighbor. I don't know if it was the same street, but it was the same neighborhood where um, Sean invited me over with those evil gay men. And we fucking... So I get there. And I go upstairs. And he opens the door. This man, I love how after I'm saying, like, I'm out of my old man phase. This man was the most gorgeous old man that I've ever fucking seen. Deadass. He wasn't even that old, though. But, like, he was so fine. So I literally... <laughs> Girl, Jerome's scaring me now because I'd be dropping people's full names in this podcast. But, like, does it matter? Right? I mean, I don't know. I don't care. Um, but this man... Do I even remember his name? I don't. Not off the top of my head. He... Oh, I almost sliced my finger off. Um, he... Opens the door. And we literally just start making out. Making out. Like, it's crazy. Like, it was so good. And we're making out, we're making out. And he, like, throws me against this artwork that he had on the floor. And it's, like, this big-ass apartment. Like, it's nice. It was, like, the biggest apartment I've been in since New York. And we... Oh, God. We are making out. And he's the kind of person... You know how... And I'm not sure if it was... No, it was probably the last episode... Yeah, it was the last episode, because this one I literally just talked about trauma so far. We, like, when a man, why do I keep saying we? It's because I'm trying to do too many things at once. I'm trying to focus, and I'm trying to cook. <laughs> I'm trying to focus, and I'm trying to cook. I'm trying to record and cook. So, 
And I'm so sick of food. I'm making the same potatoes because I have this big bag of potatoes I have to eat because I'm broke as fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm done with story again. I just thought about a lie that I did. I'm really getting off track. Um, anyway. <laughs> so he throws me against this artwork. And this man, as I was saying, like when a man pleases... Was, was that a horse? What the hell was that sound? Okay, when a man, like, maybe this is too many potatoes, when a man, like, pleases you and pleases himself at the same time, it's, like, it's, it's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But, like, this man was, like, putting his ring finger up. And, obviously, he was married, so some cold-ass metal. Um... Someone is screaming, um, but it was so good, and I didn't know he was married until after. Well, actually, wait, I guess maybe when I saw the, um, fucking wedding ring, maybe I knew. But it was, like, the best sex that I had since I moved here, which is why I was so hooked up on it, because homeboy knew what he was doing, like, years of experience, and I was like... Why is he, like, straying from his relationship? And whatever. We, he literally told me after that happened that it was his dad's friend art. Like, I, this is a TMI, but, like, I'm going to say it anyway. I'm so sorry if someone that I love is listening to this. I came all over that fucking artwork. And... Like, dead ass. And he literally is like, that was my dead friend's artwork that we just fucked on. And I was like, I'm so sorry for this poor man's artwork to be... It probably... The price went up after that happened. <laughs> but... I don't, like, know where the point of the story is coming. I was madly in love with this man. And he wouldn't let me sleep over because he had to be up in the morning. And he said I was too much of a distraction. And then I think I just got, our lives just got busy. He was a hardworking man. And he was going to Fire Island that morning. So he had to leave. But, you know, when you just have sex with someone and you have such an emotional connection with them, that was kind of what was going on. Ooh, can you smell how good it is through the phone? See, before, I had to take a pause when I was filming this episode because I literally was laying there and I was so depressed. (laughs) It was... (laughs) Because it was such a bad episode. And this is why I convince myself that I'm bipolar because I'll have, like... It's, like, not even that I'm bipolar, though. I'll have, like, an episode like that where I'll be super sad and then I'll think about how funny other things are. But it's just me taking my mind off of it. It's not me being bipolar. Like, the foot. Um, okay. So, yeah. What I learned from that story is that... That I... That was when I first started realizing that I was over hookup culture. You know what I'm saying? That I literally, like, am, like, I should try and find love. You know? But I didn't find love yet. This next story, oh my god, this is so funny. I forgot about this story until the when I said the biggest apartment I've ever seen. That's a lie, girl. Because this apartment that I'm about to tell you guys about was the biggest apartment I've seen since I moved here. So this man, bless his heart, nicest person in the world nicest person nicest person that I met in New York um texted me I forgot what app we were on I think it was Grinder though he wanted to hang out and he was like you can come over my place and I was like oh there's another story I can tell oh my god we're running out of time though how many minutes am I at oh god I'm at 45 okay So, 
this man was like, do you want to hang out? And I was like, um, I'm going to a seance tonight. And Zari invited me to this seance. So the vampire meeting. No, is it a seance? I think it was a seance. I don't know. Excuse me for not knowing my shit. I just am uneducated. So anyway, I was like, yeah, sure. You can like come to this seance and we could get a drink here if you're fine with that. It was at Madam X, which is like a cute bar. He shouldn't have been offended that I asked him to go there and whatever. So this man like agreed and he was on his way and I was too busy sniffing poppers to see. No, I was sniffing poppers and then we went outside for the ritual. So I couldn't leave because it was so intense. It was so like Oh god, it was it was crazy. So I fucking like looked at my phone and he was like, I'm turning around, like they won't let me in because they don't think I'm here for the vampire or whatever. And I was like, I'm screaming as fuck. And I was like, turn around and just come back. So he Oh, that's what I put in there. I put chives. That's what I'm missing. So this man I'm dead as fuck. Came back. I met him outside. And he was like, why don't we just go back to my place? And I was like, you know what? Honestly, whatever. And I was not expecting this, y'all. Like, so we go to this apartment. And where Madam X is, it's by Soho. And whatever. We get there. And it's literally in the heart of Soho. Like, it's by, like the expensive stores, yo. Like, it has a good, like, a good block. And homeboy, like, opens the door up, and I thought it was going to be, like, I, I honestly don't know what I was expecting, but he goes into the elevator and clicks the penthouse button. And I literally was like, oh, like, what? And so we are going up, we're going up. It's, like, an expensive-ass building, like, nice like private elevator-esque you could tell there was only like four floors and it was no not four floors there was only four like units so we get upstairs and the elevator opens yo when I tell you I've never seen anything like this in my world in my in my world in my life it was breathtaking the views from this apartment they had a whole rooftop and it was great. It was like, it was, I, I have no idea. The furniture in this apartment was like custom, custom like art pieces from like designers and everything. And it was just so well done and so cozy because I usually hate high rise um, buildings, but this one was on the top floor and it was so beautiful and it felt so cozy and Oh, bring me back. He worked for, like, a wine company, too. And so he knew what the fuck was up. So, whatever. He's giving me the apartment tour. We're walking around. There's, like, a grand piano signed by, like, all these famous people that performed at, like, private events in the apartment. And he was basically saying how this is just, like, a party, like, apartment. And I was like, I'm screaming. Who just has a party apartment, but, like, go off. And yada, 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 we're walking, and he's like, look at this art. And I'm, like, looking at the art. First of all, amazing. And then I realize what it is. It was literally an original signed Andy Warhol, like, painting. Not painting. Photograph. Whatever. And I literally, like, there's just times in life when you think like you're just blown away bro like I wanted to get down on my knees right then and there but I didn't we went upstairs and we had like mediocre sex and then I showered in this beautiful ass shower and homeboy was so sweet and we honestly never chatted after that I don't know what happened. I could have gone back, but 
I guess it will just live in my memories, that apartment. Okay, um, what did I learn from that? That there are some nice people in New York. And that I'm too hard on myself. <laughs> not I'm too hard on myself. I'm no, yeah, well I am, but like that's not when I learned that. I just realized that like chaining yourself down wouldn't bring about like these adventures. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't have done that if I like didn't take a risk. So I'm always so hard on myself and being like, I fucked up. Like I did this. Like girl with like, you need to be like that. Or else you're never going to experience the craziness of like not taking the chance because you only live once you know so I would have never seen an Andy Warhol original in person in someone's apartment if I hadn't left the seance if I hadn't even gone to a seance if I hadn't four localed the seance oh my god I really want to talk about this other man but like I'm scared he's going to listen to it because I still see him Well, I talked about Sam, so I guess I could talk about, I guess I won't use his name. So I met this man. Oh, I could talk about him too. Oh God, speed round. Okay, so working in Buffalo Exchange, it's in Chelsea and Austin Wolf, please don't come for me. Austin Wolf, okay, actually, I don't care. If you come for me, come for me. (laughs) Austin Wolf has an apartment by like Chelsea location, Buffalo Exchange. And he would be on Grindr all the time. And when I first moved here, I don't know who the fuck he was. I still don't even know who the fuck he is. Like, homeboy, sit down. Like, you're weird. I'm so sorry. Like, okay. Um, He messaged me on Grindr and was like, do you want to film something? And I was like, mm, who are you? And I, like, asked all my coworkers and they were like, ew, ew. He just preys on young boys and, like, gets them to film videos with him and then doesn't give them anything, just tags them. And I literally, like, asked him, I was like, what am I going to get? And he literally was like, I'll tag you in your OnlyFans. And I was like, girl, while you make millions and sit in your penthouse, mm, no. And so he literally was, like, saying the weirdest text messages. And I would see this man in person. Like, this man, he's big. He would walk his dog by. He would come into Buffalo Exchange. And all my coworkers and even my manager was like, yeah, he's just weird. Like, he'd be, he would try and sell clothes. And he'd be like, yeah, I wore this shirt. And like, girl, no one cares. Okay, next story. I, why I, how I thought of this is because the next man I'm going to talk about literally works in porn. And he has, like, this reality TV show. Bless his heart. He's so sweet. But not... He was not sweet when we first met. I guess that's kind of my fault, though. Because he... We... Okay. We were... We were supposed to... Um, not we were supposed to. He invited me to go see Saucy Santana. And I was like, of course I'll go see Saucy Santana. It was that $3 bill. And we just didn't have tickets because he had a private party. And he was like, why don't you show up and, like, run into me? And I was like, I could try and do that. So me and Azari got all glammed, gooped and glammed, and we went. And out of the randomness of strangers, the kindness of strangers. I believe in the kindness of strangers. Please don't copyright me. Um, (laughs) We these two guys were like, we have extra tickets. Like you guys can have them. So we literally got them for free and we saw Saucy Santana. And let me just say it was a mediocre ass performance, but it was, it was still worth it. Like <laughs> whatever. Um, so I saw this man and he was so attracted to me and I could tell and whatever. He was surrounded by, like, a bunch of, like, attractive gay people. And they were all like, you're so pretty to me. Like, you're so pretty. And I was like, girl, okay. And someone offered me 
someone offered to buy me a drink, like some other fag, whatever. And I was like, period. And he got so upset, you guys, because this man offered to buy me a drink and I went. It was some old ass man. It was some old weirdo. And I was like, yeah. And then I came back and I was like, you didn't offer me a drink. And he literally like left and like didn't talk to me. But then we met on, he found me again on Grinder, and like forgot that we hung out, I guess. And then he, because I like refused to hang out with him because he was so mean. And then he like offered to pay me and I was like, low key. Sure, that's fine. Like, I guess I'm getting that bed frame this month, girl. Which is another reason why I don't value money as much. Because money's so stupid. Like, I just don't think you need it to be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could be perfectly fine. Like, living in an apartment where I am now. Like, not that much in rent. And, like, my room's cute. But, like, I don't have the most glamorous things. But, like, I make it work. And I'm fine. Like, I'm not fine, but, like, I'm decent. Okay. But, yeah, me and that guy have hung out, like, a few times. And he's friends with, like, a lot of, like, famous people. But it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. Um, yeah. So, that happened. Who else was I going to talk about? I had someone else in my mind. <gasps> oh, God. I could tell this story. Oh, that's who I was going to talk about. So I have this man that takes me out to dinner all the time. And he's the sweetest person. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this because then he's going to think I'm crazy. He's so nice. He'll take me out to, like, nice-ass dinners and, like, won't ask for anything. He just, like, likes me. And I gave him a smooch the one time because he takes me out for, like, these crazy, like, bacon and peanut butter and jalapeno dinner type restaurants. And I'm like, that's insanity. Like, steak, like, wine. There was a rat when we went out to dinner one time. The rat was like, the rats are going to hate this announcement. This rat was running around the restaurant and we got free food because of it, so. But... Yeah, so anyway, this man was out at a bar, and he always texts me, and he'll be like, what's up, babe? And I'll be like, nothing much. And he convinced me to go out this one night to meet up with these two gay men he was hanging out with. And one of them, they were actually both cute. They were nice, too. I had fun with them. We went around Hell's Kitchen and whatever, and I just got completely wasted. I literally was so wasted. Um, it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. And I started, we went to go, we went to Hush. And I just remember this lube pool. There was these strippers in the pool. Like it was a blow up pool with like lube. And they were like fucking each other in the pool. And I was so like mind like fucked. And I was like, I just, I'm screaming. I don't know what's happening so I started making out with this man and he was staying at a hostel at this point in my life at this point in his life not my life well actually both of our lives but you get what I'm saying and he <laughs> brought me back to the hostel and I was literally backed out and we got up on this bunk bed there was two strangers staying in this room and we literally start fucking and I'm being loud as fuck and I'm like I'm not gonna imitate myself never mind I was literally, should I? I was literally like, ah, like taking it, like taking it like a champ, like, you know, you know the drill and whatever. He had to take me to the bathroom to finish because I was being too loud apparently. But I literally remember waking up that morning so like dry feeling, you know, when you're like hungover and you're like, and like, you just don't have like. I'm screaming. I just thought of something. And you just don't have liquid in you. I literally had to go to work that morning so hungover in the same outfit as yesterday. Like, with no deodorant. It was so bad. But I did it. And then, yeah. 
Oh, and that's who I was going to talk about. I have a stalker in New York. I have this man, and he's added me, like, 50 times on different, like, accounts and everything. And it's so creepy. I did hang out with him, though. Before I knew he was crazy, of course. I only hang out with crazy people that I know are crazy and that I love them being crazy. That I love them for being crazy. But this man was like, why don't we go hang out in Washington Square Park? And I was like, why Washington Square Park? I was like, why don't you... This was when I was sleeping at Jill's couch. On Jill's couch. So I was like, why don't we just go to, like, Roosevelt Island? Like, why don't we just walk around Roosevelt Island? It was kind of cold out, too. And he was like, no, like, Washington Square Park. So I was like, girl, whatever, fine. So I just hated being home at that time in my life because I was sleeping on Jill's couch. So I was like, let's get out, let's get out, let's go out of this place, and whatever. I went to Washington Square Park, and I met this man, and he wanted to fuck in the park. And let me just say, I did let him do some things in the park, but... Like, what was I supposed to do? He wanted to, like, fuck in the park. I was not about to be, like, in Washington Square Park, of all places. That's bad. That's crazy. I feel like I just was with someone else in a park, too. Well, obviously, in the zoo park. But that was, like, in a secluded area. New York's different. Anyway. Yeah, and ever since then, I, like, blocked him on everything. And he'll send me, like, the creepiest messages and be like, yo, like, you're so rude. Like, I just wanted to care for you, and you had to do this to me, and now we're not friends anymore, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, girl, what are you fucking talking about? We were never friends, and you never wanted to care for me. You were just weird as fuck for no reason. But yeah, that's a funny story. He's probably going to listen to this. His name was Sly. But that's a different... What am I even talking about? That's a different story. That's this story. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really like... I don't know if there's anyone else. Any other story I should really just bring up. I feel that what I've learned today after recording both of these episodes and not really doing shit and having sex this morning that I need to better my life, honestly, at this point. Um, yeah. I need to better my life. I need to... This is really helping for my anxiety, though. I will not lie. I need to better my life. I need to find something real, something passionate. I feel like I went from loving a hobby to loving a man. And there's just, I can't find the balance in between them. Because it's either loving someone or something. That's so dark though. That can't be what life is about. (sighs) Whatever. Not me saying what. Take a shot every time I said whatever this episode. (laughs) I'm screaming. So thank you guys for listening. Um, It's been a good hour of talking about traumatic things, nonsense. I want to leave it on a positive. Um, A lot of what I talk about is sad. And that's okay sometimes without the sadness in our lives we couldn't see the goodness there's you can't really look forward to something without the sadness you know what I'm saying like you can but like you can't um and yeah it's really hard to get over these things and I 
have learned so much from all my ex- sexual experiences that like when you sleep with someone you are like exchanging energies like if someone goes into it for the wrong reason you're gonna pick up that energy that vibe you might say and mix that in with your you're gonna trade some of your energy so if you have all this good energy you shouldn't give it up too easily don't fall victim to like cheap people and rude people you know what i'm saying it's okay if it happens at times you learn from it and you can live with it but you just gotta you can't be this black hole i always convinced myself that i was like this this bottom like soaking up all this terrible energy from other people because i always find myself with terrible men and it makes good poetry and art and that's how i justify it but i need to just do better bro i'm like i'm not like too upset about it though you live and you learn but I also blame the way that I was raised, kind of, on what I'm doing. I know you really can't throw too much blame, but it's already sticks me, and I'm really scared that I fucked up the one episode, but it's fine. Um, because I grew up just having, like, all this love in the world, this body contact, even if it was real or fake. I always had hugs in my life. There was always just what I thought was love at the time in my life. And then you grow up and you get scarred and you just cut all that love out and then your body just starts to ache. You really have to just take care of yourself, your soul, and your body. So I'm going to go finish my potatoes. Um, I hope you guys enjoy these episodes it takes a lot out of me to do this so but i hope my honesty helps someone else Mwah.